the Smash Daily Podcast. Weekdays 4 to 6 on 107.1, the Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. What is going on? Anyone and everyone might have to be alive at this particular point in time. Oh, my goodness. Humongous error on the part of the Cardinalis. Oh, man. Wainwright uh, was trying to sucker the second base runner and turned around quick, threw it to second base, second baseman wasn't ready or whatever it was. And I think Tommy Edmonds is the guy on second base. All right, let me, there it is. He turns and he threw it like three feet beyond Tommy Edmonds. He couldn't get to it, Edmonds. So rolls into the outfield and now one run scores for the team known as the Milwaukee Brewers. Very unfortunate. But hey, game ain't over. It's only like top of the third inning. Opening day, baby. Oh, yeah. What's going on? Anyone and everyone might happen to be alive at this particular point in time. Big shout out. To those listening in the spirit world, I love you all and I miss you all. I do. Huge howdy to the High Holy Three and Lady Chop Chop. I love you. So, it's opening day. Oh, man, I got a great show for you. I'm doing a lot of baseball, but it ain't all baseball. We got to talk some politics. Mark Kaysen, a happy-go-lucky guy, as far as politics is concerned. He leans to the left, but that don't make him bad people. I'm going to talk some politics with him coming up here. Then we're going to be talking track. Me and DJ, Doug Jenkins, talking track because people love car racing in this part of the world known as the River Bend. What is going on, everybody? Then after that, a whole bunch of stuff. But first, I want to tell you that tomorrow, Smash Daily, it's the name of this show, is hitting the road, and we're going to be broadcasting live from the 2021 Builders Home Show out there at the St. Charles Convention Center. We were there last year. Fantastic show. And they got everything ready for everybody. Expecting a huge crowd because people want to know what can I do in the sense of the modern day to enhance my home? What is coming up in the future? I need some expertise. And definitely all the vendors that they have at this thing, they know that stuff. So people get ready. It will be nothing but enhancement as far as your home is concerned this weekend out there at the uh, at the 2021 Builders Home Show. I was looking at the various times here. Well, 10 to 7 on Friday, 10 to 7 on Saturday, and it's like noon to 5 on, on Sunday. I'm going to be broadcasting there 
4 to 6 tomorrow. As is always, got all kinds of stuff to be given away, but definitely turn you on to some good interviews with some people who got some good product, good services for you. Thanks to Ellen Veeman for setting that whole thing up there. So put it on your agenda of things to be doing. Enhancing your home with the knowledge gained from Smash Daily. Right here. 107.1 FM, WBGZ. And that'll be tomorrow. Because today's Thursday. Today's opening day. Opening day, a little bit different than the normal opening day. And I'm looking at various things, so I decided to pull uh, off of Channel 5. My friend, Rennie Knott, we work out at the same gym when we work out. I haven't worked out in a long time. He's about a year. That's House of Pain, Chesterfield, Maryland Heights. And Rennie works out there, and we talk every once in a while when I see him out there. And over there on Channel 5, they put a nice, nice explanation of the way opening day runs in 2021. Changes that fans need to know about include, you know, there are no bags allowed in the stadium, so be sure to wear something with pockets. Charge that phone. All tickets are going to be electronic. There won't be any vendors allowed in the stand, so that means you have to actually get up to get your snacks. Now, if you're not actively eating or drinking, you must wear that mask. And again, tickets are now sold in socially distanced pods of four. Now, surrounding bars and restaurants are still at reduced capacity, so it would be very wise to make a reservation if you plan on going to one, of course, unless spots are filled on a first-come, first-served basis like Cardinals Nation over at Ballpark Village. Leaders in our area have said that they do feel confident people are going to follow all of these rules, but if there is any concern, it would have to be after the game, you know, when people have maybe had a little too much to drink. So just going forward into today, remember to socially distance. Despite smaller crowds and pandemic restrictions, the Cardinals are trying to bring some normalcy to opening day here. The pregame festivities will start with the appearance of those famous Budweiser Clydesdales. And then the Cardinals will honor two greats who passed away in 2020. Hall of Famers Lou Brock and Bob Gibson, a tribute to two of the best men to ever play the game of baseball. And then the Cardinals Hall of Famers will be honored. But instead of their famous drive around on the warning track in those convertibles, they will be in the center field batter's eye. Now, a lot of folks are excited because the game's going to be played inside of Bush Stadium. But there's also a great deal of excitement for all of the businesses around Bush Stadium because that means fans are going to be back downtown and they'll be looking for something to do. Ballpark Village, the expansion outside of Bush Stadium, it's been late September since there was a regular season game 2019 here at Bush Stadium with fans allowed. So about 550 days. I'm telling you, if you haven't been down here in about a year, two years, maybe three years, you're going to look up and really say, wow. What you probably remember of Ballpark Village, right? That one building, lots of parking lots around that one building. Well, now phase two is complete it was actually completed during the pandemic but the cardinals couldn't show it off because obviously no fans so this year really is the unveiling a 260 million dollar expansion we're talking a hotel condos restaurants more shops it truly is something to behold it looks like its own mini downtown and that's exactly what they were going for rennie when they built this and a lot of folks might actually look around and think this reminds them of the power and light district in kansas city and that's a good call because it was actually the the developer behind this is the same developer behind that one but i know rennie you said this morning you were like wow it's really just blown up 
Oh, yeah. I mean, think about this, Ryan. Over here to my right, we have an apartment building where people are out living. And then down there at the other end of the block, you've got a hotel. Those things did not exist. This was all parking lots. It is completely different now. Just coming down here to Ballpark Village is an experience within itself. Whenever we talk baseball on this particular show known as Smash Daily here on WBGZ, we call on Ed Wheatley. Ed Wheatley is the author of three magnifico books on, well, on the Cardinals, uh, really. Were the Browns considered the Cardinals, or is that like a whole separate team? It's a whole separate team. Yeah. When the Cardinals, when the Cardinals first came in in 1892, they were named the Browns because they had moved over from the American Association and mm-hmm. cut the sh- name Brown Stocking short. Mm-hmm. And then in uh, the late 1890s, they changed their name to the Perfectos mm-hmm. before they changed their uniform to that lovely shade of Cardinal uh, red, and they stuck with the Cardinal name. And then in, a year later in 1902, the team, the Milwaukee Brewers, who the Cardinals are playing today, mm-hmm. they moved to St. Louis and joined the American League as the St. Louis Browns. So uh, that St. Louis Browns name goes back. There was even a team in 1876 in the National League called the St. Louis Browns Stocking. So, mm-hmm. but the Cardinals' first name was the Browns. They changed it to the Cardinals. Well, you got a uh, an Emmy for St. Louis Browns, the story of a beloved team. You might mm-hmm. think about changing your name to. Eddie Brown stocking, like Pippi Longstocking. You remember Pippi Longstocking? No, that would be yeah, you, buddy. For Pippi Longstocking is right, yeah. <laughs> hey, I did not know, because it's just like uh, Randy and I was saying, that uh, if you hadn't been downtown for a year or two, man, wait till you get to Ballpark Village, because not just that one building, they got like, can you maybe have a general idea to put forth as to how much you think a condo at that condo complex they got right there in Ballpark Village, what would that cost, uh, do you think? I'd say just simply big bucks. Yeah. Big bucks. Exactly. But it has changed. It really has. I was down there two days ago walking around in the stadium and outside. Uh, we were setting up. I'm a part of the St. Louis Amateur Baseball Hall of Fame, and we yeah. got some displays in the stadium. We were getting them ready for opening day. Nice. And uh, it's all built up out in left field. You walk the street that was behind left field mm-hmm. uh, by, by the old Ballpark Village. Yeah. It's you know, there's shadows from the condos, the, the yeah. hotels. It's it's very impressive. Uh, like like Ren, uh, Rennie said, it's looking like Kansas City, Power and Light. It's yeah. looking like Cincinnati yeah. outside their stadium or in, in Petco in San Diego. So, mm-hmm. hey, uh, uh, you watching the game? I am watching the game, yes. Man, now what happened? What was that throw with uh, Wayno, man? It kind of blew it for everybody right there. But I guess it's only one to nothing right now, third inning. Right. Yeah, it's one to nothing. Uh, it's 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 an exciting game. The first, yeah. first inning, the the, the – Brewers had the bases loaded, and Dylan Carlson, he made a tremendous uh, running catch-up in the left center field. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, Edmund let off with a triple. You know, Carlson makes a play. Their play didn't. Yelich dove, missed it, got a triple, but the pitcher held him. So it's a, it's, it's an interesting game right now, a real mm-hmm. tight one. Kind of like baseball, Cardinal play, not yeah. a lot of hits. 
a lot of act, a lot of pitching. So that's kind of what you got at the moment, waiting for them to break out here as they start the bottom of the third. You know, I, I salute the Cardinals for not having all those cardboard cutout people in the stands. Right. But, uh, boy, the stands look empty with only 15,000 allowed in this whole place, man. Yeah, 14 7, 20 is what they're saying. But yeah. you know what? A lot of other stadiums, that'd be a good day <laughs> for a normal season. <laughs> That's right. But not for St. Louis. That's exactly right. And I'll tell you the other thing, and this is just one of the St. Louis things. When Colton Wong was introduced, yeah. uh, the 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 introduction was as huge a round of applause as what Yachty got when he got introduced. Well, and I think that's why all players historically yeah. across major leagues said St. Louis is special. Yeah. Many of them want that chance to play here because they know there's something different here. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that, you know, baseball in St. Louis, that's this history, this love of the game, the passion is, you know, we spoke the other day, we, this is our national holiday, yeah. opening day, you know? Yeah. You know, why, why don't, uh, I guess, you know, you can't do it because you're going to have to do it for so many. I'd say, why don't they just make this a, a, a day where in each city employers let you off if you're showing <laughs> your, 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 your ticket to go on to the game, you know? But yeah, whatever, whatever. So as far as the team is concerned, we played six games to this point. I believe our record is four and two. With yeah. that in mind, you watch all the games. With that in mind, what do you see? just off those six games, as a strength? What do you see as a weakness? What do you see as really needs to be worked on? Ed Wheatley, you know baseball. we got five minutes. Go. Go. Straight. Right off the bat, everybody in baseball recognizes the Cardinals' biggest strength is their bullpen. I mean, that bullpen has come out, lights out. Uh, the starting pitching, you know, we got to get them past five innings. You know, it's been a little bit of a weakness. Yeah. But that that bullpen, I mean, the guys they can throw. You know, and, and it's just not one guy. You know, you got you got you got Hicks, you got Cabrera, mm-hmm. you got you know, oh, oh my mind just went blank. But you got all these guys that you know, Hemsley. They all come out there throwing near a hundred miles an hour, and then on top of it, you got uh, Reyes, who you know could be a starter, but he's just a closer. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's. It is a big thing you need right now. Now the weakness, you know, right now you got to have some outfielders hit the ball. Uh, yeah. You know, Carlson has had some pops. He's hit him out, but he's still hitting. You know, every, they don't have a an outfielder right now that's hitting above two hundred. Oh wow! Uh, really? So you got to get above the Mendoza line, as they call that two hundred <laughs> line. You know, right, right, right. but that's where that is their weakness right now is hitting. You got Goldschmidt, and uh, you know the Arenado. They're hitting the. Re- the rest of the team's got to step up. You know, mm-hmm. Goldschmidt's out today is back tightened up, and right. Carpenter started at first. But right. that's that's where it is. So hang in there. You got to touch first before you can touch home. What do you think about the uh, the the lineup? Because they got this uh, Arenado guy at, at third, and as I understood it, this guy might be more of a cleanup uh, hitter. But what do you see there? Well, you know, a lot of it depends on who's in front of you, yeah. and then who can behind to protect you. But if you got Goldschmidt yeah. in two, if Edmonds and Goldschmidt get get on. Go ahead and hit third. You yeah. know, I mean, Babe right. Ruth hit third. You know, yeah. you, you look at it that way. Uh, a lot of good hitters because you got the RBIs on base for you. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, go for it. It's it's you know, third, fourth. It really doesn't matter. You know, some people tell you, you know, batting third, you you got a chance to get more hits than the guy batting fourth. Sure. You know, as you come around in the game. So, right, right. You know, you know, it's just where do you feel comfortable? He's the kind of guy that can put the ball all over, put it in play. Uh, with his glove, I mean, his hit, and, you know, he can get on base. He's got speed, so get him mm-hmm. up there, and he can set the table for other guys as well. 
You know, speaking of Babe Ruth, on this date, 1974, Hank Aaron of the Atlanta Braves broke Babe Ruth's lifetime home run record, hitting his 715th. I was in a game against the Los Angeles Dodgers, man. Yeah, yeah Al Dowling was the pitcher. And, uh, yeah, yes, that's right. That's, I remember Tom yeah. House, the bullpen guy, caught it. Yeah, I remember, I remember watching all that. Wow, I do. I remember watching that. Wow, wow, wow. Well, all right, let yeah, me ask it, you this, man. We're going to come back with, with more yeah. Ed Wheatley right after the – about 510, right after the news. But let me ask you, man, uh, what's a guy like you who knows baseball so well, has written the three books uh, and all that and gotten all the awards and everything for baseball in St. Louis, one, uh, one book, Incredible Cardinals, another book, like I said earlier, the St. Louis Browns, story of a beloved team, got an Emmy Award on the documentary there. What's a guy like you just sitting at home watching the game – what are you gnawing on over there, man? Cheetos? Uh, what you what you got going for yourself? It wasn't Cheetos. I think it was uh, salted bagel chips. I opened the pantry and took to the room. Uh, that looked good. Save save room for dinner. But that, yeah. that's what the, you wanted the answer. I always tell you the truth. That was yeah. the truthful answer. I couldn't make it sexy. No big nachos. Nothing. Wow. Yeah. Because me, I fry up some Smoky Links. Give me some <laughs> corn chips, and I am happy. So you are happy with salted bagels? Is that what it is? Well, they were bagel chips. They're kind of like oh, bagel chips. Chip. Those are good, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, well, yeah. that's the only thing I could find. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, um, mama's got to go to the store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you put the smears of uh, of the, uh, of the what's it, what kind of the cheese? Cream cheese. Cream cheese. That's, cheese. It. No. that's it. That's it. No, I just, uh, I just grabbed a handful <laughs> of those just to munch on during the first several innings. Mama's got to go to the store. Okay, did Mama hear you say that? No, she didn't, thank God. <laughs> okay. That's Ed Wheatley. More with Ed coming up just after uh, 5 o'clock news right here. Smash Daily, as is always, 4 to 6 o'clock, Monday through Friday. We're talking politics with Mark Kaysen coming up next. i talk to you later, Ed. All right, buddy. See you, see you soon. Bye. Smash Daily Friday afternoon, 4 to 6 o'clock on April 9th. We're going to be live at the 2021 Builders Home Show at the St. Charles Convention Center. I got you covered with all kinds of guests and experts who shall enlighten you with expertise that will better your home and uplift your life. Smash Daily on 1570 AM, 107.1 FM, online at altondailynews.com. And don't forget smashdaily.com. Live in St. Charles from the 2021 Builders Home Show on WBGZ. Because I am where you's at. On 1071 The Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. Power to the people. Yup, yup. Power to the people. Power to the people. Yup, yup. Power to the people right on. Let's do that again and again. Power to the people. <laughs> Speaking of power, 
to the people. We get power from the people. One of them peoples is a guy named Mark Kaysen. He's a wonderful fella. Talks politics with me here on Smash Daily, WBGZ 107.1 FM, the Big Z. And he leans to the left, but that don't make him bad people. Buddy, how you feeling today? Well, I'm doing fine, but I have to admit I messed you up <laughs> yesterday, which was terrible. Uh, <laughs> while they were that. while they were uh, banging on my teeth. Oh yeah, what were you doing with your teeth? Because Mark was supposed to be on with me yesterday, and he was getting dentalized. And what were they doing, man? Because sometimes they like put them shots in your gums, and you can't really talk anyhow. Well, no. The good thing with me is I've actually never had a cavity in my life. Wait a minute. A lot of people. Did... Wait, 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 wait. A lot of people say your mind is a cavity. How do you respond to that, sir? Well, that might be the only one. (laughs) How does a guy, an adult, not get a cavity all your life, man? Are you a constant flosser or scrubber of your teeth? What do you do, man? It's all genetic. Oh, yeah? I didn't know that. It's all genetic. Huh. Well, I must be from Arkansas. Very crazy. And, and, yeah, yesterday they were just cleaning my teeth. That's Uh all. Uh, okay, well, you got clean teeth, and, and they were supposed to have it done, and they they got anyway. Yeah, to go along, you know. But I'm here. I'm yeah. here. Here we are. All right. And, and at least you were you were very nice to me because you did not say to me what John Boehner is saying to Donald Trump. Whoa, John Boehner, come on with it. What's he saying? I mean, I can't even say it. Oh, you can't. What is he, what is he saying? He, he, he's telling Trump to go f himself. No, really, John Boehner. He's, yeah. He's yeah, the cry, yeah, it really is. He's the, really cry, is. the crybaby of Congress, is he not? Yeah. Well, he was the Speaker of the House. I know. But, he was a crybaby. You know, bef- be- before, they had no courage, but then they get out, and then they got. A, he's got a book he wants to sell, oh, yeah. so now he's saying it. Yeah, I see, I see, I see. So when he tells Trump to go F himself, um, what does he do when people tell him, John Boehner, to go F himself because you know there's going to be some effing back and forth like that to themselves yeah i i suppose it'll it'll be back and forth mm-hmm. but you know one of the things that's amazing is that the republican party i do believe is really shrinking really oh i think it is in, in you know, what regard I, why there, well there, there was a, a poll out this morning All right. and and they've got like all these things that joe biden wants to do yeah and 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 you know things like uh, uh, fix the highways. Sure. You know you got seventy one percent of Republicans say they're for it. Sixty mm-hmm. percent uh, say that they're for uh, fixing the 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 lead pipes, and you know all kinds of things like that. There are about six of those things, and Republicans mm-hmm. are strongly supportive of it. Mm-hmm. But the only problem is you can't find one member of Congress on the Republican side who will vote yes. Well, they're, they're no on everything. Yeah, but you know what, man? That's politics, all right? Because when it's flipped the other way, you could say, well, no Democrats will vote yes. That's the way they play back and forth, man. No, but wait. But the Republican people are saying they're for what Joe Biden wants. Uh-huh. Well, if, I mean, by 60 if, and 70 percent. And, and and you can't even find one Republican elected official okay. who will vote for what their their people are saying they want. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look back to the Trump presidency, wasn't he saying the same thing, trying to fix the highways, the infra- infrastructure and all that? And now they're 
uh, praising uh, Biden over here, but they cut down Trump uh, is a dichotomy of stupidity in reality, personal opinion, of course. No, no, but the funny part of that story is, is that Trump kept saying for four years, he said, well, he did it on health care, too. He said, I'm going to give you my proposal in two weeks. Oh, yeah. For four years, he never gave a proposal on it. I know. I know. And, you know, the crazy part about it is that's all part of the show to me. People ask me, are you for Trump? Are you a Democrat? What I said, I don't care about any of them, either side. But, boy, do both those guys, both sides, put on an amazing show. Uh, such an amazing show that for the last five years, it's been astounding every day. The circus, you know, they have that show on HBO called The Circus, the political show on HBO. Sure. I think, or Showtime, sure. one or the other. And it is exactly what this whole deal is. And the whole thing was a circus. Now, there's a different circus in town. Went from Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus to, you know, a happy go lucky, uh, I don't want to cut down any circuses. But, well, you know, the clowns going around in little cars and everything. And it's kind of like, oh, come on, boys, give us a better show than that. For example, for example, let's go to the border. I saw this yesterday. Under the Biden presidency in the month of March, there are more children contained away from their parents than ever has been before. Why would that be? Are their parents leaving them there? Because it's reverse immigration nowadays. When I was a kid. My mom and pop brought me over along with them from Greece. That's a country. And we came and we signed all the papers and did everything. We actually learned English. Mom and pop learned how to drive. They learned how to work so they could fit in with the American way. It's reverse now. It's reverse. They brought me as a secondary. Now the secondaries are the primary, meaning the kids. Because once the kids get in place, mom and dad, whoever they might be, are able to slide on in down the line. And it's a horrible, horrible procedure that is going on. If you would, please, Mr. Kaysen, you are the professor. Respond, retort, if you would. Well, first of all, those kids are coming over here by themselves. They're not being separated from their families. So that's the first part. How can they come the by themselves? Part, little tiny kids, huh? man. How can they come by themselves? Their families are leaving well, off because some, the, somewhere so they can go. No, that, no that's true. The, 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 the parents... Are, are putting them with these, uh, they call them the coyotes, you yes, know? right, right, and, right. And, and they're bringing them over the border, yeah. and they're leaving them there, and yeah. some of those kids are dying. Yeah. Okay, but let me tell you, right. that, that that's not the Biden people doing it. Mm. Biden isn't separating those kids. Mm. Well, he, now, he, he, is, he is shoving them into these, these spaces that that are very small uh, spaces that are not safe. You know, I love you, but I, if I remember correctly, uh, at one time these things were called uh, cells, containers, jail-like uh, cells, and now they're called spaces to beautify things? Come on, man. Okay, well, first of all, they were cages, okay? Yeah. But these kids are not in cages. They're these kids are, are, are in small rooms, mm-hmm. you know, all together. They're not cages. They're mm-hmm. not caged the way they were before. Right. But here's the point, though, Smash. Nope. Even Joe Biden says this is unacceptable. We need to gear it up down there yeah. to bring those kids into safe places and get them sent out to, to places in the country where they can be taken care of properly. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I mean, giving them some cool. health care, giving them some school uh, 
uh, enlightenment, well, sure. education, everything, while our kids are, are forced to not uh, be in school for the longest time? Well, but listen, you know, I, I have people that are saying that to me on Facebook all mm-hmm. day long. Yeah. You know, all, all my conservative buddies. Yeah. But the answer is simple. Republicans refused to allocate resources to take care of American citizens. Now, that's that's factual. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could I could pull out those numbers for you all over the place. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just like what I was saying at the at the start of this conversation. You've got all these Republicans who, who are going against what their own people want. Mm-hmm. And then you've got somebody who says, well, we're not taking care of our own people. Yeah. But we could and we should. Yeah. All right. Let me fire one more thing at you here. And that is, at one point in time, President Biden said that, hey, Kamala Harris, vice president of the United States, is going to be handling all the stuff at the border. Said that, and we ain't heard nothing from her since. Where is she? At the wrong border? What border is she at, man? Well, first of all, she's working on the border situation. She is is in charge. She is the point person. She is representing the president in this whole immigration problem. And I have to tell you, if it doesn't work out, she is going to absolutely be the person they point to. Mm-hmm, right. And if it does work out, she's, she's going to be get the person the they point to. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. Well, we'll see what happens with all that. But it's funny because he designated her to be in control of that situation. But we ain't heard nothing about that situation and or her since then, other than March was the most kids ever in spaces. Uh, in the history of border handling situations. So see what all comes. I love talking politics with this guy. In fact, uh, there's a a left side of me that says, if and when I get to come back in another life, I want to be the kind of political that Mark Kaysen is. But that's just me. That's just me dealing with the thing on a karmic basis. I appreciate you being on the air here today, partner. No, absolutely. And I got to run out of here because I got to get to the St. Louis suit company in Clayton and get myself a new suit. Well, do you have by chance, you know, I I thought to myself, if you could, you would probably have yourself a suit, but made in the colors of the St. Louis Cardinals as the new season does begin here. Hey, do you have anything along those lines? If not, St. Louis Suit Company, they can, they can build anything as far as cloth is concerned. Yeah, I have to admit, I've got a nice cardinal shirt uh-huh. that, that, my, that my son-in-law bought me for like $200. Whoa. But he didn't, he didn't get that at the St. Louis Suit Company, I can tell you that. <laughs> right um, but I will say that, yeah. the, that the Cardinals, I'm impressed. They're 4-2, two, two games over 500. They're yeah. playing this afternoon. Yeah. Uh, last I heard, they were down one to nothing. But you know, with Arenado and and yeah. and uh, Goldschmidt, yeah. I mean, it takes about two minutes, and then they got five runs on the board. That could be. That could be. It's Mark Kaysen right there. We call him the professor. He leans to the left. That don't make him bad people. Love to you, my man. I appreciate you taking the time to be here on Smash Daily WBGZ. See, that's thank where, you, that's Smash. Where, that's where you say thank you, Smash, because uh, in reality, oh, yeah, oh, Mark. Mark, did I say something wrong? Mark. 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 Mark.
Listen to the Smash Daily Podcast anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. Google, Apple, Spotify, and the new home at Amazon Music. Smashdaily.com. Definitely. I was up there yesterday looking. I'm thinking about trading in uh, Sexy Flexi Smash Mobile. They got a beautiful silver Explorer. Got the extra big size ti- tires on it. Everything is clean. 2018. Whew. Don't nobody buy that because I'm, I'm still seeing if I can get the finances and everything. That's just me. Hey, when it comes to making sure if I do get that car with my boy or my girl, whatever it is, sexy flexy out there, got to be insured correctly. Well, where you get your insurance? American Family Insurance. Gerard Fisher insures anything. And anything and everything should be insured because – You put a lot of effort into having that house. You put a lot of effort into having that business. So you need that umbrella insurance. You have a lot of effort put in to paying those payments on that car. So you ought to make sure it's insured in case you happen to get in some sort of accident that needs a monetary backing that you are personally unable to provide. But somebody like Gerard Fisher can do it for you. Gerard Fisher. 26 years taking care of business as far as insurance is considered here in the River Bend. Gerard, G-E-R-A-R-D, Fisher, F-I-S-C-H-E-R, GerardFisher.com. Smash, smash, digging a smash. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. And now, live from the headquarters of Smash Daily at WBGC, from the poobla of the left turn round and round. Get ready, racing fans. It's time for some track talking with Smash and Doug Jenkins. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Metallica right there, our theme song. Here, let me see if I got uh, your mic on there, DJ. Hello. Hello. All That's right. A, it's DJ in the Smash I do right like there. that intro, that, that it's Metallica. strong, man. Oh, yeah, it is. I think uh, I think uh, we should use more of the uh, heavier rock and roll, the aggressive rock and roll mm-hmm. to uh, uh, have bumps at our local racetrack. Some of the big events that I've attended, uh, motorsports-wise, Good idea. have uh, stuff like that, uh, yeah. Fear Factory, um, theory of a dead man, that type yeah. of thing, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the old school likes their country. I get yeah, that. Right, I right, get right. that. But you know, it's an aggressive sport. We need aggressive yeah. music. Well, you're the, uh, man, half the team that, uh, provides all the track information on the big speakers out there, tri city speedway. And you should have enough clout to go ahead and put in even some Norwegian death metal, whatever's going to make people happy. I don't know if that would make anybody happy. Don't know. But uh, I could certainly do that. (laughs) You can do anything once. Well, you can. Now, the track, (laughs) the track, is this too cold a weather to to be racing on the track? Because it was beautiful weather Uh, yesterday. It's kind of borderline for my taste. But, you know, ask me that 20 years ago, and I say, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, right on, right on. But, uh, I mean, you you could do it. Uh, You don't want uh, this much moisture in the air, I wouldn't think, on a night like this. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, we're keeping an eye on the weather forecast for this coming Saturday uh, when we hope to have night number two at Highland Speedway. We haven't started uh, 
at Tri-City yet, but yeah. uh, night two at Highland yeah. uh, hopefully runs this Saturday night. People love their motor racing in, in this part of the world, the River Bend. So if anybody knows motor racing in this town, it is Doug Jenkins. I'm just teamed up with him as a kind of like a fan. You got a clip of some informative that might be really good for our listeners here. Well, this uh, past Saturday night, like I said, we had our opening night at Highland Speedway. Uh, yeah. You remember talking about the Bi-State Bash? It's where the two tracks, Highland and Peedley, are teaming oh, up to run the late models wow, on right. alternating weeks. Well, uh, this is the first night of that Yeah. Um, since Peedley had something else going on uh, next week, too. I think we're going to get the uh, late models in two weeks in a row before they go down to Peedley for yeah. that their turn. Uh, but this past uh, Saturday... Uh, a guy that's won a lot of races at the Highland Speedway. He's got almost 400 career feature wins, not just at Highland, but all over. Uh, his name's Mark Voigt, and, man, he just absolutely uh, dominated. He um, he, he had a, uh, the car to beat from the time he unloaded mm-hmm. Saturday night, and uh, we got a chance to talk to him in the winter circle. After things got rolling, it looked like you settled into a rhythm, and you had one fast hot rod. Yeah, the car was really good. I, uh, I knew everybody was going to run around the bottom all night, and... I didn't really want to go up there, but they kind of forced me into it. And when I got up there, it was pretty good. And uh, we freed it up a little in the heat race. So I was like, man, I hope there's something up there in this feature. Well, there was. So, Well, coming up on the last five laps or so, I saw the traffic in front of you getting closer and closer and closer. Did that give you any concern? Yeah, I just I just slowed down because I knew we were so tight in there. They were going to have to do something big and bold to get between all that. So, well, congratulations! An opening night win. Got to give you good momentum going into the rest of the season. Yeah, it's a good way to start. You know, uh, there's never a better way to start the season than winning. You want to thank anybody? I want to thank everybody that helps on this car. You know, uh, TNT and Fox Shocks and Brazi Hooker Harness. Uh, Heiser Farms, Wolf Heating and Cooling, uh, Marine Diner, Marine Coin Company, all the people that, well, I couldn't do it without them. My wife, she works hard. She's been selling apparel like crazy. So, I mean, I, I, I can't, I'm humble. I can't thank everybody enough. Well, congratulations. You did a fine job. Yeah, and I, you know, this one's from my dad. All right. Very good. We'll just uh, go ahead and leave it at that. Good job, sir. Nicely done here on opening night. Mark White is your feature winner in the Steve Schmidt Late Models. You notice his voice is cracking a little nice. bit there at the very yeah. end. Uh, he, he lost his dad just about a month ago. Oh, so, uh, and his dad was a, a big part of him yeah. uh, getting started and uh, and doing all the things he's done in racing. He's raced uh, on the super speedways at Daytona and uh, Talladega with the ARCA series. That's the mm. uh, support group uh, for, for a lot of the NASCAR races. Right and uh, he's... Uh, he, he's been one of the guys to beat for a very long time. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, man, getting clips like that to me takes it to the people even stronger than what we're taking it to the people. So I salute you on getting that in it because a lot of people know, I mean, you got to put extra time in to get these clips because you've got to find these guys after the gig is over mm-hmm. and all that. That's what DJ yep. Doug Jenkins does. I'm just uh, lucky enough to have the microphone that they, that they yeah. talk into yeah. at the end of the night so we can till, kill two birds with one stone. Do you think – that um, there would ever be kind of like, you know, because sometimes the guys that want to go out with their buddies and go to the races and everything and leave their wives home, would there ever be like maybe an angry wives open car competition like that and thus the wives get back at the husbands? Uh, well, I'd never say never. 
But I, you know, we've got the demolition derby. We got the demo derby coming up at the fair in, in July. Maybe maybe that should be a new that class could be for good. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Just let yeah. women just bang cars all. That could be killer. I love demolition, man. I never forget the first demolition. They even put me in a demolition car as a promotion for this radio station I was working for in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And these guys were banging on me because I was smashed from the radio right. station. So they had to smash, smash. They had to. It was horrible. Which has a whole new delightful. meaning in today's lingo. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, boy. Smash does mean uh, a little different today. Yes, today's yes. Lingo. We'll just leave that there. If anybody yeah. wants to know, they can yeah. ask Ur- their kids. Urban, dec- or yeah. urban Dictionary. Urban Dictionary. Yeah, that, that would exactly. work too. Right. So as far as the season, because now we're going to get into it. As far as the season is concerned for the summer coming up here, there's going to be all kinds of action going on every weekend. And people are going to have the opportunity to enjoy car racing at a price that's not uh, all that bad. You can bring your whole family in there for a good good price. Not really. I mean, prices uh, tend to go up uh, with uh, passing years, but we've stayed fairly steady at uh, most of our tracks. Uh, it's it's up to fifteen bucks for a general admission at Highland, which that ain't nothing, you know, it's, man. It's you know try going to the Cardinals game for that. Uh, and I love the Cardinals. Right, 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 I love right. the Cardinals, but uh, we're not going to charge you four bucks for a small beer uh, for one thing. Uh, right up. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a good time this coming Saturday night. Uh, assuming the weather plays nice, uh, the Gateway Vintage Racing Association is going to be in there, which means we're going to get to see a bunch of the old timey race cars that uh, were popular uh, on the circuit back when yeah. I first caught the bug in the mid eighties. Uh, just saw a picture of uh, one of the uh, competitors uh, put together a brand new ride. It's a, uh, I think it's a uh, 69 Ford Mustang Fastback. Uh, pretty, nice. pretty car. Nice. Yeah, Looking yeah, yeah. forward to seeing that. Well, I remember those cars too, man. Hey, it's coming on to uh, 5 o'clock. We're coming on to the news. Doug, Jenkin, Doug Jenkins right there. DJ in the smash here. We do a little uh, talk, talking trash. Talking trash, talking track. Both. Oh, we do talk trash. You do, you do both. Yeah. <laughs> in, this, in this whole deal here. So none of the big races are happening this week. I'm talking, you know, the big tracks all over the world. Well, um, NASCAR's at Martinsville. Uh, they're going to be on the That's short track. kind of big, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, it's it's an, it was an interesting deal because they tested rain tires there uh, since uh, since they raced last at Bristol. Yeah. Uh, there was a tire test, and uh, Kyle Larson and, I, and one other driver, I can't remember who it was, mm-hmm. tested rain tires. Uh, under the assumption that at some point NASCAR would like to either race in the rain on some yeah. of the short ovals right. or at least be able to put cars back out there before the track is completely dry. You can't yeah. do it with the slick tires that they mm-hmm. normally run. Mm-hmm. And uh, Larson said it wasn't bad. They, they had to water down the track because it was a beautiful day. Right. Uh, but they watered down the track. Larson said it uh, handled pretty good. And uh, they've got a tire right now that would be uh, good to do that. There wouldn't really have to be any more R and D on it to make it happen. So nice. We'll see what happens. Just talking track. That's DJ Doug Jenkins. DJ and the Smash here on Smash Daily is WBGZ. Give me, give me, give me.